0: Hello and welcome to episode 10, ladies and gentlemen, of the Dispatch Podcast, where each week we will dive in-depth into a new aspect of student life here at Bowie High School. I am your host, my name is Austin Savat, and today we are branching out a little bit to talk volume 3 of Odyssey, that is the official 2019 Bowie High School literary magazine full of 100% student-made poems, essays, and artwork. I saw this as a really awesome achievement and just the kind of stuff I love to highlight here on the podcast. Now, usually I'll do quite a bit of research before going into an episode, but I feel like this week is a little bit of an exception. I am no expert on this topic, so today I'm letting the experts teach me. Today you'll be hearing the inspiration behind some of the best works in this book, so let's get started. Sitting with me today, I have seniors Amy Shreve. Hi. Jasmine Loomis. Hey. (laughs) And Emily Breach. Hi. Okay, so to get us all started here, could I have each of you just describe um, your works in the book, what your poem, essay, whatever it was, the gist of it, uh, and what it was about for us, and then we can get into the specifics of, like, inspiration behind each work.
1: All right, so um, I wrote a poem about Christmas. I wrote this around Christmas time. Uh, it is pretty much describing my house at Christmas and what it feels like because it's one of my favorite times of the year. Well.
2: I wrote two different poems. One is called Nectar, and it's kind of about like swimming and growing up. And the other is called The Fourth Dimension, and it's about a trip we took to um, Chicago with newspaper.
0: Oh, wow.
3: And then I had a couple jobs writing this, as did all of us. Specifically, I was the content editor, so I did a lot of very boring grammar editing. But I also wrote two poems. The first one is called Collectibles, and the second is called Paper Dreams. And they're both a little more abstract than talking about your house
1: at
0: christmas <laughs> yeah, <I'm saying. laughs> yeah all time. all different kinds of of artwork I i've seen all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> so what were all of your main creative inspirations when creating each of your work uh, how did you discover the style that you wanted to write this in just take me through the headspace that you had when writing your work and yeah just all of that <laughs>
3: I think, for me, the biggest way to get inspired to write poetry is first by reading other people's poems. Earlier this year, the library gave away a lot of different books that they just ran out of or they didn't need in circulation anymore. Yeah. And so I picked up a couple of those and I read them over winter break. And after I read them, I was inspired both in like how to structure poems in more of like a free verse way. And also in some lines that I really liked and wanted to adapt for my own use. Yeah. Um,
2: Anything to add? Yeah.
3: (laughs) I guess mine, my way is different. I should definitely
2: read a little bit more poetry. Like I do <laughs> like to read it a lot, but so like through creative writing, we have like a poetry unit and we get lots of like re- uh, poetry reading stuff. And that like kind of inspires me to write more. But a big thing is just like, sometimes I'm just sitting in my room and I get like one line in my head and then I go from there. I'm like, well, I should write this now before I like lose inspiration. Right. Most of the, the, the things I put in there were not written in class. Cause I usually can't focus that much. <laughs> mm. So I either write them at my house, like they're at my house. Sometimes
1: like if I'm just out and like, I have an idea, I'll start writing yeah for me it's kind of i think writing poetry is all different for you know different people but for me it's exactly. when i have a memory that comes back that you know i have some sort of emotion attached to i like to write about that a lot of my poems are emotion based based off the things that i've gone through or things that i've experienced
0: wow So, diverging a little bit, all three of you not only had pieces published in the magazine, but had a role in creating it as well. (laughs) Emily, you were listed as the editor-in-chief for the publication this year. Uh, Amy, you were one of the senior editors. And Jasmine, you were listed as managing editor. Can you tell me about what your job was, each of you, in creating it, and what that was like. What did you do specifically to make the magazine what it became? Okay,
2: so I've, it is my life. It was my <laughs> life for about four weeks.
0: The lit mag in yes. particular, yeah.
2: Yeah, really, the lit mag. Um, So <laughs> I designed a lot of the pages in there, and it was like, my job as EIC was mainly design, but I also had to like, gather things when we had trouble. Like, any problems we had, like, that was my thing. I had to go get it done, figure it out. So we went to like, the art room and found some art that way, and like, i like, talk to my friends and get them to submit photos like a lot of the pictures in there are from me going to my friends being like please help me I need photos (laughs) like
0: right artwork from all over the place that I saw like there's so many different credited artists Mm -hmm. and you know works of art just everywhere which I think is one of the really cool elements of this and how many students came together to put it all put it all together yeah
2: um I got a lot of like ideas from last year because so I worked on it last year too I did some of the design I didn't really have as big of a role this year I did about three of the sections which that was that was a lot to do ambitious like, but oh, yeah. yeah but I was like I want to do this I want to make it something I'm proud of so yeah. that was kind of the totally thing. was just sitting in my room staring at my computer until about midnight every night for four <laughs> weeks doing design like rising my up eyes to the would,
0: occasion yes oh, my yeah. eyes would
2: like twitch like <laughs> I couldn't do anything and oh, my then I gosh. was but when it was done I was so happy so
0: yeah I really it really came together you know holding this in my hand is it's really really well done really well done uh, for for the other two here Yeah.
1: so um, I helped picking some of the essays that were in there I had read through a lot of different essays and all those sorts of things and got to read a bunch of people's stories I also designed a little part of it um, I also grabbed a lot of art and I was just I was hoping just kind of making sure that things are on track and I was kind of working with Emily a lot, trying to make sure that we had the things that we needed, that we had poems that we needed, that we had photos that we needed, um, and trying to reel people in and try and get photos, yeah. Yeah. I
3: don't have as much of an eye for like aesthetics as Emily and Jasmine, so myself and the other senior editor, Peyton Bellman, mostly did a lot of reading.
0: All of our stuff
3: came from creative writing classes, people that just wanted to submit out of like the goodness of their hearts and people who had it for extra credit in their classes. Oh. So I read so many poems. Yikes. And then after that, when we got the ones and we selected, including Jasmine helped with this, oh. when we selected the poems we would put in the magazine, Ms. Rolf gave me a packet, probably about an inch thick, of all <laughs> of the poems and essays oh, that we're going to be in. And Peyton and I had to go through and make sure everything was punctuated properly, (laughs) that there weren't any typos.
0: Editing.
2: (laughs) I avoided that. (laughs) I only did my own. I was like, just mine. I care about what they look like, but everyone else can just do their stuff. There were so many
3: times when I forgot. What a comma is supposed to look like. <laughs> no, words
2: don't like, look real when you edit. Like I would, I would do all like the word art for all the pages. So I would look at words. I'm like, that's not right. Yeah. Paper is not spelled right. Like on your poem. Like I swear, like paper dreams did not look like a word to me. I was like, something's wrong.
0: What uh. is a semicolon? And who knows. So this year's edition has a very obvious theme to it. That is the five senses. Where did this idea come from? And how did you incorporate <laughs> the theme into the magazine?
2: okay so before we started like every year we have a theme having to do with like the odyssey like a journey so one year we had like the actual literal odyssey like the hero's journey okay and then last year was like a space odyssey so we did like zodiac Ooh. signs and stuff and then this year i was like oh i don't know what to do like so i because it was kind of hard to hit with another journey based thing <laughs> okay so i'm i'm going into neuroscience for my career so i'm i care a lot about like brain related stuff so i was like <laughs> okay, if I'm going to be working on this, yeah. I want to kind of incorporate, like, science into it, because that's how a lot of my writing is done, is, like, yeah. I'm trying to interpret science-based things into it, so I was like, okay, I want to just, like, a journey through the brain, or, like, the mind, mm-hmm. so, literally,
0: write what you know, that's, exactly, yeah. I was
2: like, we're doing, we're going to do something like that, and then I thought about, like, a lot of different medical-based things, so I was thinking about, like, science and medicine, and, like, we had about, like, 10 ideas, and we discussed them, and then everyone was, like, on board with senses, and that's how we went from there.
0: Wow. Uh, so, each of you have a very obvious passion for writing, I would say. Uh, what brought you to the Lit Mag? What made you say, oh, I want to be a part of this? You know, this sounds really fun, you know, because I'm sure each of you have a specific story in what brought you to creative writing or the Lit Mag mm-hmm. project in general. How did you come into all of this?
1: Well, I met Miss Rolf my sophomore year. Uh, my friend had her for English, and we had nowhere to sit at lunch, so we. My friend was like, "Hey, my English teacher is pretty cool. Let's go sit with her." <laughs> and I remember discussing with her one day. I was like, "Oh, I hate poetry. I think it's so dumb." And she was just like, <laughs> "Look where like, you are now." Yeah. You know, you know that I uh, teach creative writing. I'm like, uh, "Yeah," I'm like, i like, "Totally knew that." Um, and she wound up being like, "Jazz poetry is so much more than just some sappy love poem." I'm like, is it? And, <laughs> and is I was, I was hmm. like, "Really?" <laughs> And she wound up like giving me. I don't know if I believe you. (laughs) She wound up giving me some poems that I should read. And I was like, oh, I'm kind of getting into this. This is kind of cool. And so I was like, maybe I'll sign up for a class next year, see what it's like. Uh, Maybe I'll write some short stories instead of poems just to, you know. Kind of irk her the wrong way, but I wound up <laughs> falling in love with poetry my wow. junior year when I joined her class because we would read so many different artists and they would all write a different way that wasn't seppy love poetry. So.
0: <laughs> wow.
2: I was in yearbook like in the beginning of high school and my first spread I ever did was on the English department and they wanted me to like look into something that like was a little bit more interesting with the English department we hadn't covered so I was like oh I'll do lit mag so I went to Miss Rolls' room for one of their meetings and I took photos and I kind of listened through it and. I used to write poetry in middle school that wasn't good, but I thought it was. I thought it was everything. I was like, doesn't this everyone is in middle so school like everything you yes. work
0: on at a younger age is like this is the best thing. I've ever. read
2: it now and I'm like, oh my gosh, you were so dramatic. <laughs> yeah. Nothing was going wrong. But so I decided to submit some of my poems to it. When I learned like they're needing more poetry, I was like, oh, I'll just email them some of my writing. So I emailed some of my writing in, and they chose one of my poems. And then what was kind of funny is. So, when you get poems, you need to edit them. Yeah. But this one kid who was not supposed to be editing people's stuff got it, and he wrote something that was, like, he took my poem and it was, like, and made it, like, really grotesque and, like, and I was so, like, offended. I was, like, what is this? And I emailed Rolf, like, this angry email, and then she's, like, like, and then...
0: Put a stop to this. She sent me, yeah, and
2: then we, like, got through, like, she's, like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then, like, eventually... I kind of liked seeing something I'd written getting printed in there and I liked looking at the design so the next year I I took her class cuz I was like I should improve my writing Realized my writing from before was garbage (laughs) kind of improved from there and then eventually I was like I love design and I love writing I might as well design some of the lit mag especially cuz compared to like yearbook design you have so much more freedom like you obviously have to follow some design rules but there's no like restrictions on like things you can do
0: yeah
3: The two kinds of people that join the Lit Mag or creative writing in general, are either people that really like poetry and hate everything else, or specifically hate poetry and only want to write short stories, so like Jasmine. (laughs) I was definitely the first one. I really liked reading poems, even though it's kind of like, I guess it's like an embarrassing hobby, except for it turned out this, uh, your literary magazine. (laughs) uh, But I've always really been interested in reading and writing as well, and so, because I wanted to like Emily be a better writer I took creative writing and saw it wasn't just like becoming a better writer but also putting your work out there so other people could see it and do the same
0: what advice do you have for future or current writers who may be in your position their senior year or want to have something of their work published
2: I mean just submit it like we're very open to like anyone can join there's no it's not I'm trying to figure out how to explain it it's there's like no difficulty to join. Like if you're interested, do it. We'll like accept you. You can yeah, totally. do your part, and we try to put everyone in there who submits stuff and is serious about what they're doing and like wants to get published. Some people who are doing extra credit aren't necessarily as interested or put as much work in. But if you're interested in it and you put work in, we'll like meet with you and help edit it to make mm-hmm. sure we get pieces in
3: would say read, read, and read, and like, (laughs) the only way you can be better at writing is by reading other stuff. A big problem we see with a lot of people's poems, especially ones that people don't submit very seriously, is they have this thing in their brain about how a poem or a short story is supposed to look, and Mm -hmm. they follow that. And I think by the more you read and the more diverse authors you're exposed to, the more capable you are of letting down that sort of preconceived notion about what writing is supposed to look like, and then you can really be yourself and have fun with it. We're not really picky about the submissions we accept and the people we have. We just want
1: more people and more viewpoints. Yeah, I would say um, maybe don't rhyme your poems. Um, (laughs) Yeah, like, (laughs) read it out loud too. You need to hear
2: it so you know if it's. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's a big thing. Like, Rolf is always like, read your poem so you can hear what it
1: sounds like because it sounds different when you read it, for sure. But, you know, there are plenty of times where you read, uh, I guess. Amateur poets like work and they're writing it and it's just not good. Like there are a few Dr. people, Seuss, <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> But there are so many people that have nailed it, but they're they've also been writing poems for like t- yeah. Like 20 plus mm-hmm. years and mm-hmm. it's like their life So I don't know Try my advice is just to write about Something that you feel passionate about and something that you're really feeling like an emotion because it's hard to write about something that we're, that you're just not feeling. Like you can't force yourself to write about something unless you are feeling that you know or mm-hmm. passionate about it. Rhyming mm-hmm.
3: isn't like inherently bad, but it's really bad to constrain yourself into something yeah. and okay. you don't care about it and you just yeah. su- you yeah. literally just sound like a doctor's Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah. You have yeah. to have
2: like good purpose with it because we have I think. We have a sonnet in there that is really good, it's just Mm -hmm. like you need to be careful about how you do it so it actually sounds good, it's not just, these two words rhyme, cat, rat, that sounds really good, like, (laughs) that's not it. Don't be
3: afraid to break the rules. Yes.
0: Wow, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that is the last of the specific questions that I have for you all. If you have anything else you'd like to say, anything you'd like to promote, uh, let people know how they can get their hands on the magazine, now is the time, so I open the floor.
1: okay. So I know on Miss Rolf's Twitter, which I believe is just like Brie mm-hmm. Rolf, yeah. she has a link to our Ed Backer. So okay. you can um, donate five dollars, and at five dollars, we'll get you a version of the Lit Mag, and you will probably have to go to her room and get your copy. Mm-hmm. But okay. yeah, that's
3: Seven
2: how you. Her room is a two ten. Yes, a two ten. The best thing is just to go there and like ask about it. I think yeah. the Ed Backer thing could be complicated, but like just going up to her room, which she's very approachable. You just think. Like, <laughs> she scares you for like a second, but you're, you're good. Like she wants to help you out. She wants, she wants to sell them. Of course. Of course. Cause you know, we want people to like see our work. Cause it's kind of a small publication people don't know about, but just go to a to $5. You can buy one. We're also having a high tea party, which is really, we have, it's catered by culinary. So that's kind of fun. Okay. Cause the food is great. It's on Monday the 29th at uh, 4 45 PM. In the Southwest Room? In the Southwest Room, yes. All and right. it's $5 to get in if you don't have writing in the
3: LitMag. But all just right. one thing I'd like to say is we would really love to make all of this free for everybody, but unfortunately, the lit mag is not something that, like, is horribly overfunded we, we are, are not, not funded money. at all yeah, yeah. We are really we're like group. down to the we don't yeah. have any we're money. Down to the <laughs> We really appreciate anything people can give us mm-hmm. like yes. we want everyone to be exposed to art but we also need money so we can make sure that our art is published next yes. year and every yeah. year after
0: that is very fair yeah. yeah so with that that just about wraps it up for the 10th episode of the dispatch podcast thank you all so much for coming on And for those listening, make sure to tune in next Friday on Spotify, SoundCloud, or The Dispatch Online for your weekly dose of interviews, experiences, and a whole lot of good stories. My name is Austin Savat. Have a fabulous Friday, Bulldogs.